0: empowerment, embracing layers, yeah, we get to, we get to feed. Hello, Field Podcast audience. Welcome back this week. I have such a great guest, and I know I say that every week. You're like, oh, here she goes again. No, really. If, ladies, if you struggle with some of our talking points, the setting the boundaries, the living out of your own expectations, living unapologetically, Um living out of your why and your values, then my guest today is going to be able to give you some great information on that. And don't you worry, it'll be all available on embracinglayers.com, on our sources page. But I have JJ Geronimo here with me today, and she has got great information to share with us. Um, but we're going to do what we always do. We're going to go through our talking points and we're going to let you get to know JJ and help you understand how it is she got to this point to doing the important work she does for women. Um, and so I'm so, so excited to share her with you today. Um, JJ, welcome to The Field Podcast. Oh my goodness,
1: Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. I know we've been planning this for a long time. It's great to just
0: get here and have this conversation together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, JJ is another one of those remarkable women I met through Podmatch. And I told her, I'm like, as soon as I saw your um, site and what you do, she's literally, this is my, your sneak into what she does. She's literally got a power of no toolkit. So ladies, no period is a sentence and JJ is going to help you with that. But um but before we get you to those resources, we're going to talk through today and get to know her a little more. Uh, JJ re- describes herself as persistent, empathetic, a good listener, a hard worker, a connector, um, and those things all come through in the work she does. She's got an amazing background um, in her career, and she's dabbled in career areas that aren't haven't historically been super open to women. So I'm sure she's got stories within that to share and and probably has a lot to do with the work she does today in creating space and opportunities for women. But um, JJ, we're going to jump right in. And don't worry, at the end, we're going to give her an opportunity to share a little more about where you can find these great resources. But we're going to start with how you prioritize self-care in your life and what that looks like for you. Well, I have to be honest that every day is totally
1: different based on my schedule, but I've had times in my life where I've had to put some of the stuff on pause and other times in my life where I do too much of it. So I feel like it has a journey of its own within my schedule and within my life. Uh, But as I get older, I realize that... I can only be as good as the amount of time I invest in myself. And mm. if that's listening to meditations off YouTube, if that's just going for a quick walk or allowing myself, you know, a hot cup of coffee to finish it. Cause so many times I'll have two sips and that sits on my desk for hours on end. So now I try <laughs> to just have my coffee away from my desk. Uh, and, you know, just really trying to create that space. I feel like there's always so much to do and it's so easy to push myself off my schedule.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I love what you said. It. I can only be as good as the time I put into myself. That's so powerful, and that's so true. And that is, unfortunately isn't always the avenue we take. We put everything else, you know, whether it's our job, our families, all the things before us, and then we wonder why we feel burn out and tired and, uh, you know, and pulled in all these different directions. So I love that. That's so important. and such good wisdom to remember. And having that coffee away from your desk <laughs> before, so, so that you're not tempted to just jump in and two hours later, your coffee's cold. And you're like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> or you're warming it up for the fifth time. That's what I usually do. <laughs> all right. Um, confidently setting boundaries. This is a big, I mean, it's not specifically called boundaries in your work, but this is a big part of what you do in investing in helping women to do this. So talk to me about your boundaries journey. Well, I didn't know it was boundaries either. Honestly, I think what I found
1: myself is there was a time in my life when I started writing books that I was essentially overcommitted, overcommitted at home, overcommitted at Mm -hmm. work. And I probably wasn't in the perfect job for me either. So everything was a leak everything was leaking right i had all of these like oh, yeah. kind of energy leaks in my life and i didn't realize that when you say yes to things that drain your energy and you say yes to a lot of those things that drain your energy, you often get into sort of what I call a mud puddle where you're swimming around and you're just not even knowing how to get yourself out of it. And you become essentially a practicing polluter because you're not happy, you share why you're not happy, you can't figure out how to get out of your own way. And I feel like I didn't realize how much I needed to readjust my yeses uh, Mm -hmm. to get myself out of that mud puddle
0: yeah oh that's okay. yeah you are I love the polluter analogy that's so true. I mean, we cannot be our best selves if we are not making space and 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 if we if you spend time in things that you don't feel called to or don't feel true to you, you just don't it doesn't feel right. There's something that's off about that, and I think we know that, but sometimes we don't know what to do about that and that's what I love in what you do is you help people know what to do about that um Taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health, what does that journey looked like for you? I'm sure it, in those p- times that you were feeling pull in too many directions, were you feeling it physically too? Oh, sure. I mean, when you are living in situations
1: and experiences that you are not aligned to your best self, you often mm-hmm. don't respond in the best way. Yeah. And so you're having exchanges and... You're in conversations that are draining. You're working on things that aren't really aligned to your skill sets. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it makes you disgruntled. And then you're having, Mm -hmm. you know, you're sharing with your friend or your family or your spouse or your significant other or your mother or your sister or family member of like how bad things are not going the way you want it to be going. And I think that takes a real emotional drain out on you. And I feel like... If you're in that situation, you really need to be like mindful. You need to be in it and be like, why am I in this situation? What can I shift now?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that power of choice. I think sometimes we feel stuck on our, in our circumstances and we don't slow down long enough to realize, I have choice here. I've got and that's where I'm going to get my power back is when I start enacting those choices. Sometimes those choices are scary, and sometimes they feel like they're going to take us out of of where we are used to being, but I, I think there's so much power and choice in being willing to say that. Yes, yes, that makes so much sense. And I think this is a good time
1: to just kind of talk a little bit about how to think about your choices because it's mm-hmm. something that wasn't really evident to me until somebody kind of talked to me about, like, what are you putting on your schedule? What are you saying yes to? And from that, I was able to then really create a chart, you know, having that mm-hmm. technology engineering background. I love charts. So I need to really think about the chart. So I have a six column chart that I use now to really understand what I'm saying yes to. So I think about Mm -hmm. what is being asked of me. That's number one. Column one is what is the commitment Two, who's asking me to do it? You know, is it a family member, a coworker, a boss, you know, a neighborhood friend? Because I added that later because I had some repeat offenders in my life that would ask me to do so many things. And like, I would watch them flourish in their life or career because I'm doing all this work for them. Yes. So we have the commitment. We have the person that asks us. The third column is, does it align to where I am now or where I want to have impact next? Mm, So this is really about where do you want to shine your energy? Where do you want to push your energy? What is important to you? And that's just a yes, no. Like, are you doing it because you want to be liked or because you feel guilty or you just feel like you want to be nice to somebody? Are you doing it because it really is aligned to something that's important to
0: you? Yeah. Oh, that's so good, and so many, you know, important things. Again, and it goes back to you feel differently when you're doing things that are aligned with you versus when you're not. You just will. I mean, you just know when you're on your path and in your purpose. Um, how can you are doing this so well? How did you get to this point of you support? yourself and other women in your work and living unapologetically really well. And if they're having trouble doing that, you help them to get there. When did you know, and this kind of goes into the values piece too, when did you know it was time for you to do that? Mm.
1: Well, it's funny because the universe gives you whispers, right? So I've had mm-hmm. a lot of whispers in my life. In 2006, I had a whisper to start a woman's group, which mm-hmm. of course I didn't believe it or trust it or even think that was possible. So that really didn't manifest until 2008. Okay. In 2009, I was told I should write a book, but that really didn't manifest for another two, three years. Mm. Um, you know, I had another idea in 2016 to create some retreats for women outside because I had done I do so much keynote speaking with women's groups, mm-hmm. and I just noticed they needed to connect with nature, yeah. but I didn't know how to do it, and I, I downplayed it, and I, I really just didn't trust that I was the right person to do it. Mm. So that didn't manifest until 2018. So I think there's a lot of times in my life where things have come my way, but my self-talk and my self-doubt was so
0: strong that I Mm. didn't believe it. Mm. I think that that imposter syndrome is a big thing. And I think it feels like to me in our culture that women struggle with that more than men, because I think there's so many different expectations that are put on us. Do you have you seen that? Has that been your experience? Because you were in the tech industry to start out, and that is not an open door for women, especially at the time that you were, you know, starting to do that. The doors were starting to crack open a little bit, but was still a difficult yeah. spot, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean,
1: I think it's really important for us women to talk about self-doubt because what I find is that we're more like then we're different. And if that mm-hmm. we recognize that all of us are doubting our choices and unsure of our situations or really not having like the self-love or self-support to move forward, that it's easier to know that many of us are in that camp and that many of us can and do push through it and using each other as examples because the world needs a lot more women at more tables. And I'll tell you, like, we're not going to get there if we think we have to be perfect.
0: Yes. Thank you for that. That's so good. And I think just the talking about and sharing and doing it together helps us to show up unapologetically, helps us to show up. It's like, it's, it's, it's time and I'm here and I have something to offer and go. It's okay if we go in a little scared that's okay. But we just can't let that fear or that doubt stop us from being in the spaces we need to be in. Because you talked about, you know, the universe was letting you know. And I think it's a real journey to learn to trust yourself. It took me years to get to a point where I really trusted my inner knowing. I really trusted those messages that were coming my way. And to know and hear other women talk about it, because if women are to look at your profile, they're like, ah, JJ's got it all together. She's confident. She's strong. She's going to tell me. And, And there's no, you know, so I think we have to be careful with that. It's like, we all have a journey in this. We all have to learn through this. We all have to grow. And it's usually through that journey that we learn best, not only how to help ourselves, but to help others too.
1: Yeah. And knowing that, like, you just can't be perfect at things you've never done before. And and honestly, right. no one's expecting that of you. And yeah. it's better to learn. It's better to fall down and learn. I, I tell you, like, I'm here now, but I started this journey, you know, this journey started when I was born, but the journey that I'm in now with the books and the women started back in 2008. It's 2023. I mean, yeah. I've been doing this for 15 years and I have stumbled,
0: fallen and gotten back up a gazillion times. Yeah. But I think we learned in those too. I mean, I think it's if we're willing to take those steps and own that and release the pressure off ourselves, give ourselves grace, give ourselves empathy, know there's going to be bumps, but take that road and do it. We, can, we learn so much from those experiences as well. And then that just, I think opens up to authenticity and vulnerability when we're sharing. It's like, listen, I've been where you've been. I understand that. But We're going to walk this out together and we're going to help each other out, do this the best we can and show up in all those spaces we need to be showing up in.
1: Mm, yeah, we sure do. We sure do. And I think these conversations are so important because... It just shows the real side of all this work. Yes, there's people that sell lots of books and there's people that do a lot of speaking, but there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes. And I think it's important to share this part of the story because we all have self-doubt. Everything I've done, I've had self-doubt. Even though I just published my third book, I've had as much doubt with that third book as I did with my first book and probably even more.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a great point, too, because I think sometimes when we're doing those things and we've done something like that before, we're like, you start thinking about all the ways, oh, is this as good? Will it be accepted? Will it be taken seriously? Will, you know, all those things, you're like, yes, I can do this. I should be doing this. But um, but also, you know, taking the time to get to know each other and listen to each other's stories and understand that what you see on the surface isn't necessarily what The whole story is and being willing to share and you're willing to do that. And I think that just just lends to the authenticity of your work and how you're able to help these women. I'm happy to do
1: it. And I don't mind telling you all the things that didn't work and how, you know, I've pushed through it because I feel like we are all here for a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. And that if you're sitting in your kitchen or in your car, or maybe you're on a walk listening and you have an idea, you have a whisper, there's something you've wanted to pursue. uh, Yes, I can tell you right now, like, it is likely that is part of your life's work. And if you mm. feel like you're just not sure, I would say check out the book Seeking because it is an entire mm. process of how to dig through the anchors of energy that are probably holding you back and being uh, able to work through those so that you can manifest the whispers that are coming forward for you.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Thank you for my, for sharing that resource. That's so good. And, I mean, I will tell you, I started this podcast based out of all the things I learned that I didn't want other women to A, feel alone in, and B, make the same mistake. <laughs> like, if I could save anybody from from not getting to their place of comfort until they're my age, I'm 53 now, and I didn't really start going on this journey fully of trusting myself until 50. If I can get help some other women start this sooner or recognize it when they're 70, whatever it is, then I want to be able to do that. And And I think that's what drives so many of us. It's like, let's help other people. We've learned these things. Okay, let's go out there and share them and bring people along the ride with us. And I think that's what you are doing so well in the work you do. So beautiful. And I think that all of this helps. You know,
1: women are coming out in a new way now and you're starting to see that. There's so many more podcasters, so many more authors, there's so many more people doing things on YouTube. And I don't think that's an accident. I think that we are all working to raise the awareness of each other and recognize that there's more work for us to be doing. And I think many of us know that we're here for a bigger reason. And we're here to shift the energy of the planet. And it's an exciting time to be a woman with the opportunities to share and do and starting a podcast like this is part of that process.
0: Yeah. I, I thank you so much for that. And I Yeah. And that was the whole driver, I think, for you and I both in the work we do. It's like, there is a shift. There is a time. And it's time to... We can be a part of that. We can participate in that. And we want to bring everyone else along with us that wants to be on that journey too. And there's power in numbers. There's power in strength. There's power in us showing up together and supporting each other and having each other's backs and learning each other's stories. Um, Because that's how shifts happen. That's how... You know, we change the narrative and make rooms and change the energy that we have going on in the world. and so i I think again, we can't we can't emphasize that enough and the importance of that,
1: yes, yes, lovely
0: all right. um, and this goes nicely into the importance of setting and coming back to your why and your values and everything you do. You mentioned that you were at a point at one point where the work you're doing wasn't aligned and you were feeling pulled in a lot of different directions. Is that a point where you sat down and looked at your values and was like, wait a minute, I need to make a shift here. How did you get to that?
1: Hmm. Well, I guess I didn't know I was in it when I was in it, to be quite honest. Like when you're in the mud puddle, sometimes you don't know you're in the mud puddle until you're on oh. the mud puddle and you can look back and be like, wow, that was, that was a negative time of my life. And... I didn't realize it, but it is one of the things that was the catalyst of bringing women together. And so mm. I did try to do other things with women like book clubs and other things, but it just wasn't really doing it for me. And I had gotten mm. the whisper a few years ago to bring women together and I got desperate enough that I did it. So mm. I did have self-doubt, but I was desperate to get together with meaning. To have meaningful conversation about having these really demanding careers and having young children at home. And the first night I did it, I had no idea what I was doing. And I almost didn't care. Like I was yearning to have a connection that was deeper with women about you know up to that point i didn't have kids until my mid 30s so i was totally out of sorts no one had ever talked about how hard it was going to be to keep everything going in the right direction and i just wanted to be with women that could share some of their insight and goals and not really talk about technology although most of the women that did get together were in technology
0: okay yeah and it's just that power and numbers and community like let's come together let's have these conversations so i i think that happens a lot of times with us we get to a point of like I don't know what it is I need to do exactly, but I've got to move the needle somehow. And so despite all of these, because I think sometimes we hear, like you've talked about it already, having pulls but not moving on it until a few years later. And I think we do. We just get to a point where like, some, it's time to shift. It's time, to, and I'm going to start here, and we're going to see where it leads. But it's time to take a hold of this and do something. And I think that's so important to remember: is if you don't know what to do, just start somewhere. Start with something, something, because you never know where it's going to lead. Yeah. And if something is really kind of like
1: exciting you, like if something excites you, like I was excited to bring these women together. Mm -hmm. It was the only time in my week that was all for me. And, you know, like I said, I would travel for work. I had a really demanding career and then I had young kids at home and it was like all that was fine, but it wasn't something that was like super exciting. And this really excited me. So what in your life is exciting? And I think Uh that kind of goes to the fourth column in the power of no chart is what type of energy? does the commitment give you so Mm, what is the mm, commitment mm. who's asking you to do it is it aligned to where you are where you want to go and the fourth column is does it excite you do you get Mm -hmm. great energy from it and it's a yes or no and i think if you don't have enough things in your schedule that excite you that's a problem
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. And I can't tell, I wish I could say that I was never guilty of the the being, not feeling drained all the time, but I will tell you when you hit that space, you will know, you will feel energized. You will feel excited. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm more excited and feel more creative in my work. And I've done lots of different work over the years. It's been in good work, important work, good jobs, you know, all those things. But I've never felt more in alignment than I do now. And I think that's what you're experiencing as well. Very much so. Very much so. But I think you have to go through the not the things that are not aligned to appreciate when you are aligned. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, 100%. Because I don't think, I think you can take it for granted if you don't hit those bumps first and realize, okay, all right, there is a difference here. I can feel that difference. Okay, um, really good stuff there. All right. Living out of your own expectations versus others. As moms that are balancing jobs and careers and all of those things, um, and even before that, just as women is showing up in the world in maybe a a job or opportunity or workplace that we weren't expected or historically hasn't been, you know, for us or where we felt welcome. How have you traveled this expectations journey? Because you, because you've kind of, you've done your thing and you have found your way. And I'm sure along the way, you found some others that had different expectations for you than you had for yourself and having to sift through what was for you and what was not.
1: Hmm, Yeah, that's true. It's true. I mean, I feel like I have such high expectations for myself that Mm -hmm. I really am not always as bothered or uh, focused too much. But you know, I've had the bosses where they want you to focus on work that you don't agree with, or you have, Mm -hmm. you know, customers or things you're doing that you're like, that's not a great use of my time. That's not going to work for me. And I think just being really honest with yourself is this a good place for you in your life? And if it's not, like start to work yourself out of that situation. I mean, that's yeah. the reality. People always ask me, like, well, how do I get promoted? How do I promote it? Well, there's a difference of working in your career and on your career, which I talk a lot about in my second mm. book. It's the primary goal of it. But the reality is, if you're under a manager that does not promote women or has never promoted women and has not talked about promoting you, you're not. And going to probably get likely promoted by this person. So yeah. if getting promoted is a huge priority to you, you need to get in a team where they, they value diversity, they value, you know, people that come to the table with different thoughts and ideas. And if you really want to get promoted, you've got to find somebody that's going to promote you. Yeah. And I think for many of us, if you're in situations that are draining you or are, are based on other people's expectations all the time, that is draining you, you need to figure out a path to get yourself out of that situation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's so, I think sometimes we think that we can like, I'll be the, I'll be the change maker. I'll be the one that they change and do things differently. I'll do this so well and so great that, that all of a sudden they'll become this promoter of women and supporter of me. And that's just not how it works that's no, just not I mean it We could all
1: think about the person we dated that we were going to
0: change. I mean, how well did that work out? <laughs> exactly. And I think that's a good analogy because the workplace is the same way. Take a look at the culture that you're walking into. I talk to, I mentor a lot of um, women in their 20s. And I'm like, look at the culture. If it does not, I don't care how great the job description sounds. If it does not align with your values and who you are and where you're going to, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy there. Also, look at the history. Uh, do you see other people that look like you, have the same history or similar background as you? Do you see them advancing? Do you see them staying? Do you see them moving forward? If the answer is no to any of those questions, I don't care what they tell you in the interview. You gotta look at that whole space and whole and ask those questions. Don't be afraid to ask those questions. And if they're uncomfortable with you asking those questions, that's also a sign that, you know, that might not be the right place for you.
1: Yes, yes. And it's like, even if you're on boards, like I've been on boards before where I was super excited to be on the board. And then after the first after the three year term is up, they come back, do you want to continue and I I just what did I felt like I did what I wanted to do on the board, I gave the value and I had to have enough confidence to be like, you know, Mm. I really appreciate the opportunity, but I'm going to move my energy and I'm going to work on some other initiatives at this point. And that was hard to do because a lot of people don't want to switch out board members don't want to do that. And I think a lot of times you just have to be really honest. Like, do I want to do this? Is this the best use of my time right now? Is this where I want to shine my light? Because you only have so much light to shine on things Mm -hmm. that are important to you. And only you get to just decide how and when you're going to do that. And so taking back sort of the perspective and power of like how important your time is.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. So good. Cause again, there's only so much of it and we don't really know how much that is. And I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in being concerned about disappointing someone or feeling bad or whatever that we put what we really know. Cause we know, I would say, based on my experience, we know it—you know within ourselves what the best right thing is for us. But we got to release what is how that's going to affect because we're not going to be our best selves if we stay on anyway for not being true to that, which isn't good for anybody.
1: Right. Which is then you really got to give yourself permission to let people down and just kind of be really confident in why you're shifting. So when I was getting ready to write my third book, I was on several boards, and I just knew the stopping and starting, like having to read mm-hmm. the board packets, having to be on the board meetings, having to be on the committees. Uh, I've known in experience of writing the first two books that you need a lot of dedicated time, and if you're really yeah. going to write a good book, you need to be really in the zone. And so I stopped watching TV, I stopped having conversations that were draining, and I got off a lot of commitments that I. Had I liked, but that would interfere with being in that zone. Yeah. And it was hard. It was hard to let people know, like, hey, I'm going to end it after this thing. I'm writing my third book. I need the space and time. And I'll tell you now, like, I was a really adamant about creating that space for myself. Mm-hmm. And so my kids both had summer jobs and, like, I would eat breakfast with them. And then when they left the house, I literally sat down and started writing until they came home, which was, like, mm-hmm. six hours later. Yeah. And I would not take any phone calls. I wasn't on meetings. I wasn't meeting people for coffee. Like I was committed to writing this third book and I had to take all the other responsibilities off the table. And I think that really takes a lot of courage Mm -hmm. in hindsight to say, listen, I am focusing on this and I'll circle back with
0: you when I'm done. Yeah, and I love that. You know, I think that when we make those decisions, one, a lot of courage, two, a lot of discipline to stay to it and not get pulled back in. Because sometimes people will keep kind of, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And you're like, "I'm sure. I'm stand by this, and I'm doing this." Um, and also, two, just remembering that thing doesn't have to be gone forever. If I feel called to it and the time is right, it'll come right back around again. It doesn't have to be forever. But for right now, if I really want to, you know, if you're committing to something. You've got to make sure you're giving it the energy that it's going to de- you know, require for you to do it and being, you know, just kind of building up that ability to say no and identify those things. But I think you have to be really firmly established in what it is you care about, what you're passionate about, what you feel drawn to, what it is you want to do. And that's why I love this toolkit and the steps you have and how you have people write things down because there's so much power because I don't think we realize how pulled in different directions we can be until we start writing it down. Um right. I think that's, that's one of the, the most truth. that's the truth. And you
1: don't realize like how the stories you've collected from the time you were in grade school, how they may be impacting you now. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I write about in this book, not only, you know, your relationship with money, which is such a big hurdle for so many women. I have four chapters on the frequency that you give money and Mm. how money was used as a child for you and how you use it now and how it may be hindering or impacting or amplifying what's important to you. And I think knowing your relationship with money is a super big Mm. Uh, I would say for me, it was a hurdle, but others, it might be an opportunity to really kind of dive into that. And then your relationship with your mother. And do you, you know, what guides have you had along the way? And when does confidence walk out the back door for you? Like, what are your like... What are times where you they are kryptonite for you? And I think yeah. for many of us, if we want to get onto our life's work, we have to dive into the stories. We have to dive into the energy within our body that we have been storing from situations and stories that could be hindering us on our journey.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. And I will tell you, I, I got to that point with myself where all these things were showing. I was showing up in a way I'm like, I got to a point in my life about four years ago, I'm like, I don't like the way I'm showing up in the world. I don't like the way I'm feeling. And I don't know exactly what's contributing to it, but I've got to figure this out. And I started writing a little bit. I did some memoir writing in 2017. And then by the time I got to 2019, when this really kind of everything kind of hit the fan, I was ready. Like, all right, I, let's go in. Let's pull this apart. Let's peel back these layers and figure out what is holding me back, what is getting in my way. And you're right; there is so much power in that, and not being afraid to go there, and not being afraid to name those things, and understanding that there can be a lot of emotions involved. You know, it it, it within that, you can be grateful for something, but also see the adverse effects it had. It doesn't have to be one or the other. So the nuance of the emotions and feelings that might come up as you're unpacking all of this, that's okay. You can feel multiple things, but if you're really going to get to that point, if you're going to get to the place where JJ talks about where she understood that she had to put these things on the back burner or say no, and have some very clear boundaries around that, that didn't come without to doing all these other things that led up to it and, and going on that journey and exploration. Yeah. And I didn't do it alone. I mean, I worked with Mm. a lot of
1: energy practitioners and, you know, Mm. a lot of people may be fearful of that or not really know what that is, but I got to a point in my life where kind of everything was hitting the fan. Like Mm. not everything was crumbling around me. People who do any type of tarot cards, it was definitely the tower card. Mm. And I ended up going to a tapping class and then Mm. I ended up going to different journey classes and all different types of energy classes. Uh, starting in 2016, and I was Mm. clearly going to clear my vessel out, meaning my human body, I'm going to clear out what is no longer serving me so that I can step into the light. And I can work to illuminate the light from within, because I believe that that is the thing that will illuminate your path and align you with your life's work. And so a lot of my journey over the last seven, eight years is having to do with meeting with different practitioners, talking about how they helped me and really talking about things that I was letting go of because Mm -hmm. so many of us are carrying so much heaviness inside our bodies. Some of us know, some of us don't, but I will tell you that all of your life's work starts within.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, a thousand percent. And I mean, if you haven't dealt with it or recognized it or gave it the room to breathe and walk through in some way, it's there and it's going to show up in some way and not always most of the time in the way that you want it to. So there's so much power because you've got to make room for that good stuff that you want to do and those things that you are really aligned with your purpose. But it requires clearing that out and moving back. And I call it layers, but peeling back all the layers and seeing what's under them and being okay with the fact you may peel back a layer and, oh, There's another one. Didn't know about that. But without going on that journey and and being and there's so many different ways to do it. And I'm so glad you brought up how you went on yours, because that's going to be a great tool that might that's going to be something that really resonates with someone that's going to give them like, I haven't tried that yet. Maybe that's what will work for me because different things work for different people. I mean, I think it's so important we talk about I talk about all these different talking points, but none of your journeys through that are going to look the same. You're all going to find a way That works for you. So don't get discouraged if the things you're trying don't work. There's something out there that will work. So be persistent and and be willing to explore some different things that maybe you didn't think were there for you before, or you were a little uneasy about. Don't be afraid to go. Some people call it woo woo, you know, whatever, but be willing to explore, be willing to listen and be willing to find that thing that aligns with you that allows you to open that up.
1: Yes. And I'm a big believer in sharing my tools. So I have, I think, 10 pages of an appendix with uh, with seeking. And I share every book I read, every YouTube I listened to, every practitioner I worked with. And that really was the launching pad for my community Together We Seek because I was doing it off of Google and just researching the heck out of people. And I just didn't want it to be that hard for other women. I wanted other women to have a trusted source of somebody that's worked with different people that could recommend them based on their experience. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I work on now. I work on just really identifying great energy practitioners and bringing them to women because I feel like we cannot do this alone. We will need to depend on other women to help us crack the code on our own path.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So true. So much good stuff in that. And thank you for your sharing because that's so powerful. It's like, especially when you take the time to do that. I'm a researcher too. And so it's like, all right, what can I do to make this easier for someone else? If there's some kind of a, something that I can create that I wish someone had created for me that I had as a tool. So I think that's so powerful. And again, don't worry, everybody. These tools are going to be on our on our website for you to check out. All right. And that's, this goes nicely into accepting the layered aspects of ourselves, all those parts of us that make up who we are. Because when you go on this journey, you find all of it and then you've got to find some way to sit with that, move through it and live with it and and get to a point of really, I think you've got to really embrace all of that and learn to love that about yourself and know that it's made you who you are today without, you know, be feeling like you got to hide anything, you got to be really get really comfortable with like, this all hasn't been pretty. And this all hasn't been something that's flashy and shiny that I want, you know, on the front page of what I do, but it's part of me. And it's a part of my journey. And I got to walk it out and figure out what to do with it and how I feel about it and, and how I move forward from here and what, uh, what that looks like for me. So talk to me about your layers journey. Well, and I'd like to say that we're just super
1: lucky to live in a time where we can actually do this exploration. I mean, there's yeah. centuries before that we weren't able to, and there's plenty of women across this planet that can't. Absolutely. So if yeah. If you're lucky enough to have the freedom to read what you want, visit the practitioners mm-hmm. you want, listen to the podcasts you want, you're already in a place of greatness in the sense that you can't explore, explore. And I think none of this is um, necessary. You don't have to do anything. But if you're being called to be like, who am I? What is next for me? There's just so many tools and opportunities to really dig into who you are and why you're here. And I love the fact that we have the opportunity to explore that right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And great point, because there is privilege and safety wrapped in, up in this. Not every woman around the world can go on this journey um, based on environments that they're in. And so, you know, acknowledging that, too, and and as we're doing that and also, you know, hoping and creating that through our work, we can create spaces and places together where someday that is possible for them. You know, we can make the noise and move the walls and, and you know, open busts through those ceilings that are keeping those things from happening. But, you know, by continuing to show up and do our work so others can do it in the future. Yes, It's
1: so true. It's so true. And I think that it's like a little bit of a treasure hunt when you're going through different parts of your life and really sort of learning more about yourself. And I would say that if you're listening to this conversation, it's not an accident that oftentimes some of the things that we're discussing – are hopefully creating some ideas of what is calling you. And it's not like you should follow my path or Melissa's path. It's just like, what is calling you? Is there a class that is calling you? Is there a retreat that's calling you? Is there a book that keeps crossing your path? Is Mm -hmm. there a conversation or a book club that maybe you've been invited to several times and now you're enticed to go? I believe the universe is helping us on our path. I believe the universe Mm -hmm. is constantly trying to share insights with us and being aware of what is happening around you is such a great place to be because it gives you sort of little seeds of what is possible. And I'm a big believer when something crossed my path three times, like I'm supposed to do it.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's like, hello, I'm still here and I'm waiting for you to act and I'm not going to go away until you do. I think that's, yeah,
1: so true. So important. And like, what do you see? What do you see? Like I see feathers. That's a big message for me. Like that the angels Mm -hmm. are with me. I see feathers all the time in the most random places like hotel rooms and Like just walking around, I see feathers all the time coming out of a coffee shop. And for me, that is just a reminder that I'm not alone and that Mm. I have a bigger posse of people, energies, angels that are working with me. And it's funny Mm. because just last month, um, I was traveling with my son and he's a teenager and we were together and he wanted to go on this ride. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. And I had these pockets and so I put my credit card in his pocket and we did the ride once and we pulled our picture out to kind of take a picture of what we were doing. And we did the ride again. And then I'm like, okay, I'll take my credit card back. And sure enough, there was no credit card in this pocket. Oh, no. So then I was like, guessing. I was like, did I give him the credit card? Did I leave it back at the hotel room? I rode back to the hotel room to see, wasn't there. And like, I started seeing feathers everywhere, everywhere. Oh, I started oh, wow. seeing feathers. And so I just stopped for a moment in this park and I just kind of, Sat there and I'm like, if you could help me find this credit card. Because it was the beginning of our trip. It was tied to everything we were doing. I'm like, if you would just help me find this credit card, it would be so amazing. I just would really need some help right now. And I just took a couple times to just every time I saw a feather, I said, thank you for showing me you're with me. Thank you for Mm -hmm. showing me. So I went back to where we took the picture. I went to the customer service. And I went back again to where we took the picture. I looked under these stairs and I'm standing there. And I see these two vendors, one that's selling waffles and one that's selling sandwiches. And I'm like, I was going to go the sausage person, but something made me go the waffle person that was a little bit further. And I just Mm -hmm. was standing in line. It was taking so long. And I was like, I'm not going to stand here. And then I start to walk away and I, I get this message like, just ask her, just ask her real quick. Yeah. So I walked up. There's a huge line. I'm like, hey, did someone happen to turn in a credit card? And she said, what's your name? And I told her, she goes, oh yeah, I have it for you. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. So I feel like you don't have to be solving these world problems. You don't have to be figuring out like you're the thing you have to be doing. And and honestly, Mm. there isn't one thing. It's a journey. It's a lifetime. It's an experience. It's a way of living. But there's little times in your life that you can just practice connecting with your higher self and connecting with the angels that can help you on your path. And so for me, that was just great proof last week that I am not alone and that I have help on my side.
0: Well, and knowing that you're not alone is a very calming thing too. I mean, I think it allows us to feel like, um, for me, it, it provides just a sense of calm knowing that I've got, you know, high, things on my side, people on my side, places on my side, um, things that I can listen to. And that's going to look different for all of us, but having that, just that calm you know, in a moment where you could be panicking, <laughs> you're like you're traveling, you're on your journey, you're on this vacation. And were you traveling internationally too? Yeah. yeah, I was
1: international too. So, so it that's like-
0: a, that has a whole other level when, yeah. you, when you think you've lost your credit card. And so having that peace, you know, having those things come to you be like, all right, what do we need to do here? You know, I'm, I'm listening, I'm following, I'm paying attention. And I think that is, that can bring so much comfort you <laughs> definitely and it's just
1: another example of like you are not alone there's plenty of things around you that you can find just figure out how you're being talked to what support you're getting yeah and start listening like youtube's a great tool you can find mm-hmm. a lot of great meditations a lot of calming times just to put on when you're having a cup of tea just to sit in peace and i think for many of us we're always living out outter- external of our body like let me get there let me get that done let me get 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 And I think a lot of us just need to be centered. And it's, it's hard to do initially. But if you can mm-hmm. find small ways to get centered, whether you like to garden, whether you like to read, whether you like to walk, it really doesn't matter. But carving out that time for yourself, mm-hmm. is what you can manage and something that will will very much change your energy.
0: A hundred percent. That mindfulness and that presence. We're so busy thinking about what's coming and what's behind us that we don't take the time to find those things that help us be mindful and present.
1: Yes. So even just
0: practicing with like
1: your favorite beverage and just, um, you know, a YouTube mindfulness video or for 10 minutes, just... I do a couple mindfulness exercises in the book, Seeking, that I do quick things. I'm not someone who sits Mm -hmm. around for two hours or has time to go sit on a mountain. So I have to figure out how to be mindful from my desk. And I talk about really specific things that I do from my desk that allows me to
0: really stay in the moment. Mm, Really good stuff. So many good tools. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, All right. In summary, in Living Out Feel, Finding Empowerment, Embracing Layers, which is the, the title of our podcast. Talk to me about how living out this way we've been talking about you living has helped you in your relationship with yourself, as well as in your relationship with others.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I like myself a lot more and I can't say Mm -hmm. that I did up to this point. Like I liked myself if I did the right thing or if I got Mm -hmm. that promotion or if I got that accolade or if I got that project done, then I liked myself. I would say that the journey that I've been on the last seven years is learning how to just appreciate not only where I've been, but where I am right now, and not be oh, hustling God. and bustling to get to the next thing. Mm,
0: yeah. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. There, there's your little sound bite right there. We're gonna we're gonna share that all over the place. So good. All right. We're down to the rapid fire. Name five activities that nourish you.
1: Sleep, meditation, working out,
0: picking good food. And being with people I love. All right. And five words in how you want to feel the next six months.
1: Mm, I want to be in the flow. Mm. I want to be doing things that I'm excited about doing Mm. and that align to
0: where I am now. Mm. So good. Ah, really good stuff. All right, JJ, thank you so much. I'm so glad we got to know you today because I think that gives our listeners a really, really good scope and background on your work. Um, and don't, if you're driving down the freeway right now, ladies, don't worry. This will all be on our website, but talk to us about where we can find you and, and the, some of the things that you have available. You've got three, you know, you're working on, you've got three books now. You've, yes. Okay. Three books. You've got a, webs you know a site full of sources that you could download these tools but but tell me tell us you know specifics about that yes
1: yeah, so you can find me under JJD Geronimo or you can find my latest book under the word seeking and the number 74 is there 74 key findings that are in the book and many people are just opening the book and finding the key finding and resonating with that for the day I feel mm. like Any of my platforms will get you to most of my things and feel free to drop me a DM what resonated with you, what you're working on, what your hurdle is, what your self-talk is going on. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's lovely to hear from you and I feel like we all are, we're all in this together.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that self-talk. Oh, my gosh. I don't think we realize what a number we do on ourselves. So I'm so glad you brought that up. It's so important how we talk to ourselves. All right, JJ, thank you so much for your time today. This has been fantastic. I have... I've loved getting to know you more and hearing your story. This is so important for women to hear, so important for us to feel like we've got each other and we've got each other's backs. And there's so many tools and resources out there for us to find that support and and get that empowerment that we need. So thank you so much for sharing some time with us today. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. And listeners, again, embracinglayers.com. Check out that sources page. It will feature things on our um, social media throughout the week as we drop this episode, but um, have a great week. Be kind to yourselves and and think of that thing that makes you excited, makes you feel empowered, brings you joy and and how you can take the next step in pursuing that. And um, let us know, let us know what you come up with. We'd love to hear from you, but have a great week.
1: Finding empowerment Embracing layers, yeah We get to, we get to